0: Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History.
1: I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourers Bench.
0: Grab your oozers, prime your grenades and lace up your combat boots. It's Mercenary Month on the Fighting on Film podcast. Welcome back to Fighting on Film, everybody. Um, and we are back with a bonus Merc Month episode. So this week is a palate cleanser after um, SAS Red Notice, which was a bit of a stinker. Um,
1: Literal train wreck.
0: Yeah, it was. This is like the yep. the ginger after the sushi. You know, it's a palate cleanser. <laughs> Today's episode is all about Commando
1: from 1985, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I have to say that Commando is definitely one of my favourite action movies. It has been for a long time as well, so I'm really looking forward to, to covering this one. And we can do that because, ostensibly, they are mercenaries, as it is Mercenary Month. Or Me- it is Mercenary Month.
0: The men hired to get John Matrix's daughter are mercenaries, and that probably will, will segue into the plot quite nicely. The plot basically starts off. We've got Arnie and his daughter and they are um, having a whale of a time, just fishing,
1: climbing, having ice cream. It could be a kindergarten cop type scenario. Really weird montage. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Odd ways to kick off the film, but I guess they were trying to condense like as much like, yeah, he has a daughter. He loves her. that She loves him. It's a real special relationship. It would be awful if they were suddenly torn apart.
0: Oh, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. They're all having like a nice time. She makes him a sandwich and then a helicopter arrives and oh my gosh, it's it's John Matrix's
1: ex-general, General Kirby. With his cult commander on his hip. His St. John's basically. ambulance jumper. <laughs> yeah. And he basically briefs Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a former colonel, a special forces colonel. His old unit is being systematically killed. We've seen uh, a couple of them die already. A guy gets uh, gunned down, taking the rubbish out. Yep. Um Bennett is killed on a um or supposedly killed on a fishing boat. Yep. And a couple of other things going on. But then almost as soon as Kirby's left, he's like, it'd be fine. I'm I'm Colonel John Matrix. No, no bother. I can take care of myself. Yeah. I'll do um, I'll do it all on my own. And you know, Kirby's left a couple of um current special forces guys to help out. Which... Next thing you know, the mechs arrive.
0: Shit hits the fan. Guns start blazing. One of the guys who they assigned to protect uh, Matrix has been shot, and he says to like he says to John Matrix, I'm go,
1: "We didn't even hear them coming." He's like, "I smelled them." The post John Matrix special forces are not up to his standard. <laughs> no, not so. While at all. he runs to his gun cabinet to get his his uh, his rifle, one three. <laughs> on oh, his yeah, on his little um, his little control panel, just one three.
0: In the daughter could have typed that in at any time and had access to multiple firearms.
1: Taught his daughter gun safety in case she needs, you know, to get a HK ninety two out or get daddy the spaz twelve (laughs) shotgun. The code is one three. But in the meantime, the the mercenaries have kidnapped his daughter. But when all that time, where John was busy getting a gun, they snatched her away. And then you get basically uh, taken on steroids. For the next 90 minutes. And what more could you want? Yeah. It turns out that she's been kidnapped to force Matrix to carry out a coup in Valverde, a made-up yep. South American republic, by the current president's political rival or... So
0: it's never you know, really Lord, explained, is it? Like he wants John to overthrow the president that he helped put into power so this guy can be restored. It's just yeah. a MacGuffin. It's never going to happen.
1: So he gets put on a plane with... Uh, Enrique. He needs to get off this plane because he's only got 11 hours to rescue Jenny. And he's sure as hell not going to Valverde to kick off a coup. No. Um, he could rescue her while he was there, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> he kills Enrique with a bit of a head snap, and you know, he's dead tired. Tells her.
0: He's dead it's tired. One of the first
1: great lines in the movie.
0: Fucking quality.
1: Um, and he escapes by basically going in the crew elevator down into the hold, and then just dropping out of the front... Landing gear hole, and then he's got 10 and a half hours to find his daughter. You get the obligatory looking at the watch shots, don't you? So he follows David Patrick Kelly, uh, playing Sully, one of the hired hands of uh, the, the chap that's hired them to overthrow the government in Valverde. So yeah. he follows Sully,
0: follows into a mall, and there's this weird sort of subplot, tiny little subplot with Sully buying like these used passports or some like shady dealer in this yeah.
1: weird bar. In this mall. It's same mall as Terminator 2. Of
0: course. Which is quite cool.
1: So the the way he follows Sully to the mall from the airport is that he's been creepy, creepy as hell, hitting on Ray Dawn Chong's character, Cindy. He basically rips a chair out of her car and then sort of lies on the floor of her car and has her drive. Sully spots her in the bar because she's gone in, into the bar to sort of like get a security guard and say that she's being kidnapped by this giant crazy Austrian. <laughs> yeah,
0: the, the guy's like, put put out a 1040 on whoever who, on this guy you know that she's saying and then he got, he's one big motherfucker <laughs> it's just like you is that protocol mr cop man i don't think so <laughs> arnie's hiding behind this pillar and he's just like <laughs> clean not so shady like so shady peeking out from <laughs> yeah. the <pillar>. looking at <laughs> sully on the on the phone like all oh, shit hits the fan cuz the cops come to arrest him and Arnie just starts punching. He don't care. It's an extended fight sequence, um, but we'll come back. So then it's, after it's that...
1: It's an epic. It's it's one of the epic set pieces of the yeah. film. Sully escapes and there's a bit of a car chase. It ends with uh, Sully flipping his Porsche. Matrix rams him off the road. Yeah, and then Matrix then like holds Sully at arm's length over a gorge and asks him where his daughter is. <laughs> and he goes, you know, I said
0: I'd kill you last. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Jar chase. Yeah, you did, you did. I lied. <laughs> Let's go of him and you get this great light. It's not a Wilhelm screen, but it's close.
1: And then they sort of just meander around uh, LA for a bit, don't they? they yeah. They go to a dock side and gather some information and they find out where the island is. Quite clever. They chart where it's gone by, the amount of fuel it's using.
0: Yeah, because she's because she's having pilot lessons, isn't she? Thank God, um, Cindy. So Cindy knows, like, oh, I can plot, like, where they're going and stuff. And then they find the militias like stockpile in the U.S. Lots of surplus. Were they going to get Amtrak's and like assault Valverde once John Matrix was doing his thing? Why have they got all those armored vehicles? How are they getting them there if they've only got that weird little flying boat? It's a bit weird. I know they must have a ship. They find where the island is, but he doesn't have any supplies. Doesn't have any weapons. He says to Cindy, we need to go shopping. And they drive to this, like, massive military slash sort of
1: gun shop. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. And he, he basically d- goes and does um, uh, supermarket sweep. Complete with trolley. Um, and That's a tough reference challenged. for our US listeners. Um, Think of Guy's Grocery Games. That's what it's like. <laughs> so he's throwing in um, flip-flops, knives grenades shotgun shells absolutely everything and then you turn to this wall behind the counter and it opens up and reveals this secret room oh yeah the gucciest kit yeah alley tally on speed m60s uh rpgs you got dozens of hks m16s m1919 brownings on the wall yeah water-cooled browning 1917s uh surface to wear missiles an M202 Flash, which we'll come into later. All sorts of really cool stuff. And he's just like picking stuff up, putting it in the... In the uh, for, for all your military bath. coup needs, calm down. <laughs> then the police come in and they stop him.
0: He can't just rob a massive gun store and not expect <laughs> to get away with it. Somehow she gets
1: away. Yeah, they don't arrest her. Uh, they don't arrest her. She, she she was just, oh, it's fine. It's just some hostess. That's well, she might room. have said I was kidnapped by him. To, Maybe, to but make... they wouldn't have let it go, would they? no they they wouldn't have next time we see it she's sat in her car or on the seat of her car holding an m202 flash and she decides how am i going to save john matrix from that police van (laughs) yeah and the answer is to hit it with a rocket launcher
0: it's gta Um, logic it's gta logic yeah
1: it is exactly it
0: really is
1: on gta it's andreas where you have to rescue someone from the back of a police van
0: yeah that is that's 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 that mission yeah in the in the current one you to get access to the security van's money, you, you, you can rock it at the back of the door. Do a, a Cindy on it. <laughs> do a Cindy. That's what we call it now. We do a Cindy on this door. They tried to do a Cindy last week, in
1: it's red note. It didn't go very well. Uh, yeah, worst breaching scene ever. <laughs> worst um, breaching scene they... ever. <laughs> Look, luckily, Matrix survives, and they escape with their stolen goods. They head to the back to the docks, and they hijack Arius's flying boat they kind of give the game away a little bit by opening fire on some guards (laughs) don't they as they're starting up the plane yeah he leans out the door with a uzi and literally just sprays down a a jeep (laughs) He does yeah which he could have maybe
0: just left but i think they already cottoned on that they were trying to yeah start the thing they fly to
1: valverde and avoid valverde radar detection which is quite cool yeah, that's a, that's a little plot point, isn't it? And they, they yeah. even have, like, a Bill Paxton appearance. Oh, he's God, like yeah. Our intercept officer, and he's like, you're, you're on our radar. And then they dip below his radar, and he's like, where have they gone? Where oh, have they gone? Yeah, don't scramble any fighter jets or anything like oh, that. Well. They were, they're only going to Valverde. It's fine.
0: I think it's implied that Kirby's behind the scenes, like, pulling the strings to make sure that he's not stopped.
1: Yeah, if this film was, like, 20 minutes longer, they could have definitely, like, shown that.
0: Cause there's some deleted scenes where um where Kirby stops a uh, police chief like doing a manhunt for him. So that would explain why the cops find him at the surplus store. That's a cut scene. Kirby goes on about how like, oh, this man's a hurricane. You'd never be able to stop a hurricane on your own. So don't try and stop John Matrix. He'll never stop. Except, so, but it's, it, apparently it was a bit too Rambo-like in its wording. Yeah. Kind so they of, cut like,
1: it. Yeah, definitely for sure. Mm. So that brings us to like the climax of the movie, the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's just basically the biggest firefighter you've ever seen. Gonna be like one of the best, sure. Definitely. There's so many films that this has influenced. Mm.
0: You can see uh, the massive John Wick vibes these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 that classic eighties scale. And mm. um, he's a one man army. It's a one man army. Defo, yeah. So Matrix takes the yep. dinghy from the flying boat and then we get that iconic kitting up scene. <sighs>
0: So good. It's been parodied so much. Steel steel drums are pounding. Ding 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 ding. And he's like zipping
1: up his <laughs> zipping up his zipping assault up his, vest, like, flat jacket, and putting that giant knife in his knife holster.
0: Yeah, cocks his Desert Eagle. Yeah, cocking that Desert Eagle, that giant he... chrome Desert Eagle. But I will give him credit, and I don't know if we were going to talk about it on the Alley tally, but everything he's got with him, he uses. Yeah. So, like, he ties the grenades to himself, he uses a grenade. He's got Claymore bags in Claymore bags. He uses the Claymores. What no, that shotgun? The only thing you don't see in that scene, I'm pretty sure he isn't holding the M60.
1: No. But in the surplus store, he does pick up an M60 E3. Yeah. But you don't see it again. And then I think what happens is he picks up that M60 E3 he has in the gun battle off a dead guy.
0: I think that's probably what happens, yeah. Mm. That would make sense. Because I thought it's- John... Ala John Wick style, he left it in a tactical position, or maybe to fall back to. That's a. I assume that's what he did because he's a special ops guy. He, he'd have like a, you know, like fault lines. <laughs> he thought that way, you know. But I don't know. But yeah, at least it's give it its dues. Everything that he's carrying, he uses, which is pretty
1: not rare, but it's like nice to see it used later on. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I really like about this one is it's the way it's staged and it ramps. Mm. We get that brilliant gun battle, and um, he takes out most of Arius's, you know, henchmen. He takes uh, out an
0: and, entire division of henchmen, he I does, think.
1: basically. Uh, <laughs> kill count ranges from, sources vary, from Ooh. 106 to 109. <laughs> and uh, that all, Arnie. he? He kills a company strength unit just <laughs> to get to his daughter, basically. And he kills a Dodge um, WC-54, I think, as well. He does, yeah, with the the M two hundred two flash, yeah. Awful, a heinous waste of a dodge. If it wasn't a Bedford drop. Oh God, Bedford would tremble in fear I again. Another nice touch to that staged essence of the movie is it, he kills Arius, the head bad guy, yeah, first because he's not the real bad guy. Bennett's the real bad guy. Bennett's the bastard, yeah. His his former compatriot from the special mm. forces, and um, played by Venom Wells. I don't that need the me. girl.
0: I don't need the gun. I'll kill you, John.
1: That's spot on. Very good. How many times have you practiced that this week? In the mirror? Whoa, 30, 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dispatched. And uh, Alyssa Milano is uh, is rescued. Jenny is? is rescued.
0: But we forgot to mention the obligatory let off some steam, Bennett. One of the greatest villain deaths in movie history. It has to be.
1: got to be. I mean, he gets impaled through the body by a uh, by a pipe
0: and it hits into, the boiler a, or
1: something into a boiler right and it the steam comes through him and he's gurgling and arnie just delivers the killer line
0: <gasps> let off some steam bennett absolutely cracking it's it's one of those films we might talk about it later but it's so quotable because i'll be back comes from this when bennett when he bennett goes to leave before they get yeah, on the he, he sort of like turns to him when he's sat in the in the car yeah, and he got, oh, I'll be back, Bennett. That's parody late. Well, not parody, but that is used in famously in Terminator 2. Often repeated.
1: Mm. That's the plot, isn't it? So yeah. perhaps we should run through the um, cast and production.
0: Yeah, so the cast, I mean, we probably mentioned them as we we went along. Um, but obviously your main man, your, your box office star, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, Terminator 2 fame eraser loads of films um more recently he did a, a zombie film that did quite well um on the award circuit i forget the name of that one uh he plays john matrix you've got radon chong who is chong's daughter which is that's a mad fact from cheech and chong from cheech and chong yeah yeah she plays cindy elissa milano as jenny matrix Vernon wells the australian actor who was coming off of mad max 2 he plays captain bennett the the villain uh, Bill Duke as one of the um, mercenaries that um, Arnie has to fight off. He plays Cook. David, Patrick Kelly as Sully. That's all your real big characters. I mean, everyone else yeah. is sort of a, a hanger-on character, really.
1: Directed by Mark Lester. Um, screenplay by uh, Stephen D'Souza, who, you know, did stuff like 48 Hours, The Running Man, Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, Beverly Hill Cops 3, Judge Dredd. I mean, anything. gosh. Anything in the 80s, 90s.
0: Filmed for $9 million, quite a big budget for the time. Yeah. Um, and it it grossed 57 in the box office 57 million at the box office so successful so good box office draw yeah um, and it kicked off you know rambo came out the same year you know i think it's all these machoey sort of big action flicks of the
1: yeah of Elizabeth the mid 80s yeah yeah
0: yeah and you can see its influences even in like something like aliens you know it's that sort of the the hero gear up scene mm-hmm. that you have in rambo and who came out as well that those sort of scenes are all parodied from Commando and Rambo. They, these these two films are quite important in like sort of the the film sort of tapestry of filmmaking like we have now. You wouldn't get a film like John Wick if you didn't have a film like Commando.
1: Yeah, it's all within the popular consciousness of, of yeah. cinema, isn't it? Um, we get that great score with the steel drums. And you get a so, cracking, cracking end
0: song by Power Station called yeah. We Fight For Love, which is... Absolute peak 80s Classic power.
1: As he's walking to the, the, the flying boat to get de- de- out. De- de-
0: I will protect you. Nothing <laughs> you hurt. It's just like so 80s. It's like proper glam hair metal. Cindy hugs Jenny, having never met yep. her though.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Meet, meet each other like they know one another. Yeah, it's a bit and weird. Uh, then They fly off.
0: Yeah, fly off to um, the sunset. A lot like um, True Lies with Arnie in 1994. I think that brings us to
1: the Alley Tally. I think it does. It's time for Ali Talley on Fighting on Film.
0: It, there's a very short scene where Arnie goes into the uh, militia's like stockpile. Um, and they've, yeah, it, they've the just docks. got a... The docks, yeah. And he breaks in and you get this little aerial shot of him sort of before he jumps down into it and it's got such an odd like little array of equipment so there's mm. there's pr- american priest um self-propelled guns which are based on sherman chassis uh sherman hull sorry and that's just a really weird sort of thing for them to have and then from that shot when he's crawling underneath you see a 75 millimeter pack howitzer and then when he's moving into the the little room to find out the like the maps and things there's a Bofors gun yeah there is in the background yeah yeah so where the hell did these guys get their get their kit from did they just raid 30 core stores after the war
1: tooled up <laughs> tooled it's what up. every
0: mercenary army needs yeah you know if, if i mean they would have absolutely laid waste of Valverde if they'd actually made it there <laughs> yeah
1: that's a that's a really interesting scene like they must have pulled some strings to get quite a bit of gear there yeah and they don't really show much of it. It's blinking, you miss it, kind of stuff. It's just like, sort of there for being. It's like pano, set dressing, isn't there? And it's he's yeah. it's in the background. It's not never really explained why it's all there. I mean, we assume it's for the coup. I mean, because now the, the the little logo that that's on those um,
0: you never really get a great look at it. But the logo that's on those um, SPGs is the same logo that's on the um, the militia who he fights later on. They've oh. got it on their truck. Right. So I assume that that was the private army of the gotta be of what's his name uh, Arius. Arius. i assume that was his like private army or something mm. and for a film like this it was just called: cool hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you
1: Yeah, because it contrasts with all the, like the the modern stuff. Because they they go ultra modern with the stuff uh, Arnie pulls out of the the surplus store and definitely, and, uh, you know. So we got all sorts of different stuff from the surplus store um, that we've. I think we've already run through most of it, but mm. we see all of it in that climactic final scene. Um, we'll probably mesh together, Ali Tally, in that final yeah, scene. I think we think we will a little bit in this, but you know. Um, he has a uh, Finnish Valmet 7883. Very cool. If it was in the new Call of Duty game, the one set in the 80s, you wouldn't buy
0: an eyelid, would you?
1: Is that sort no, of... Exactly. It slots in perfectly. Um, yeah, yeah. M60E3. Got the yeah. M202 uh, flash. Uh, the flame assault shoulder. So cool. That's the acronym. Um, actually, not an actual anti-tank weapon. It's um, It fires incendiary rockets. It's That's crazy. 66mm like a law. Right. But it fires um, sort of incendiary rockets. We're supposed to replace flamethrowers. supposed to be easy to carry in, in the field and stuff. <laughs> Just it's shoot so the cool. flame at something <laughs> rather than no, so stand cool. near so, it. Like a, you, it's like an accordion. You pull out the tubes at the yeah. back and you throw it over your shoulder and you've got four rockets ready to go. So cool. Pete on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> my, my second Ali
0: pick. It's only really a really little one. Um, when, Ali, when Ali, when Ali, when Arnie goes to his, when Arnie goes to his gun cupboard. goes in grabs his HK 91 and it looks beefy it looks great sort of the guns they give him in this movie they do they do quite well I think they know not to give him like a a little M1911 pistol because it would just look out of place on him
1: yeah every gun he's got is a little bit small when he's a
0: little bit because he's huge in this movie you know apparently he pumped iron for like an hour a day or something you know between takes just to keep keep the sort of muscle up he's he's a huge guy Um, But they gave him huge guns. So the first gun you see him with is this HK-91, and it's got jungle mags, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it does. Really cool. Only a
1: tiny little touch, but really nice. Uh, For me, um, I'm going to start small, way way up. Um, Sully actually has an ASP, which is a sort of like customised Smith & Wesson Model 39, which is one of the early um semi-automatic handguns with the double mm. stack magazine nine millimeter and it's really cool because they've adapted it so it has like a clear see-through grip and it yep. has instead of a normal front and rear sight it has a like a like a trough which you just look down and that becomes the sight. Mm. And it was sort of developed for the cia is the myth around it really cool mm. like the armor on this like he brought all the good kit
0: yeah they do because even like even um uh, Bennett's got like a, a, a cool pistol, hasn't he? With the, I forget what one he has now. It's like, it's a Colt. It's got like a... Micro Uzi.
1: No, it's like the, oh yeah, he has one of them, but then he... Yeah, he has like a shoulder rig micro Uzi. That, like, that <laughs> yeah. Hangs, and then he does have another gun, you're right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's like a big Colt, like M 1911 thing, but it's got like a little extended barrel. You don't see Bennett with, with firearms much. There's a scene where you see him like loading a magazine. Isn't it chromed? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a like a long barrel 1911 that's chrome. Mm. Yeah, I
0: know. I Because know. he's even got a little cut out of his holster for it. Bill Duke's got a gun that Bill Duke
1: should have. Yeah, you know. We'll come to Bill in a minute. Cool. Bill Duke. What, what, um, what a unit what in this film. Shout out to the uh, the Sunbeam Alpine that uh, Cindy drives. Oh, what a car! A gorgeous car. And uh, and Sully's Porsche.
0: Really nice yellow 911. I think it is. We mm. might talk about final in final thoughts, but everything is sort of on point in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, it oozes nostalgia now, but at the time I, it was very modern for the time, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's one of the reasons Arnie took it. Arnie took the film because he said, it, I'm, a, I'm a playing a, for five, 10 minutes of the film. I'm playing a regular guy in, mm-hmm. in set in the modern day. And so he really wanted to take it because he was bored of playing robots or barbarians at that point. He wanted to play yeah, sort of, of more of a straight, like
1: a, a normal dude with a daughter. and Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think that brings us to fave scenes. There's a lot to talk about here. So personally, um, for me, my favourite scene of the whole movie is Arnie's interaction with Bill Duke. That fight scene in the motel, they follow... We didn't mention it when we were talking about plot, but mm. in the in the run-up to that, you know, final climactic uh, last act of the movie, uh the gathering clues and um, finding out what's going on, where, where Jenny is. They follow Cook, uh, Bill Duke's character. There's this sort of confrontation where they, they, um, they're in his... Uh, motel room that's it yeah and there's this giant fight in a confined space yeah like, they're yeah. two big guys like bill duke's a big guy um this, this is like a four-foot gun battle for like two minutes
0: <laughs> yeah two
1: can teases revolver um and then there's a hand-to-hand fight bill duke's so imposing in that scene and yeah you, you really feel like he should be the main henchman the main bad guy yeah he should be bennett he should be he should be Bennett and Ben and Wells should be playing the cook role. I just think that would have fit much better. Not only is Bill Duke a better actor, Mm -hmm. he's more imposing, and I think he could have really sold like the you know the special forces guy. The first two scenes you see are Bill
0: Duke being a Mm. bastard. You know, he like he gun downs a man with Mac 10 um, in the morning and then he steals a Camaro in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, of course he can And and he gets some zingers as well, doesn't he? He's Mm. like you know what I like about the price. And he goes, "What? It's free." And he just drives out of the the, yeah, the car dealership. So cool. But yeah, I, I go totally understand what you mean because like he is imposing. He's he's Arnie's opposite. You know, when they're fighting, you kind of feel like either one of them could win this this punch up. You know, it is really it feels like two big dudes having a having a scrap.
1: That scene f- feels more uh, realistic in that they're a match for one another. Mm, it's less theatrical than, yeah. than the the fight at the end. Bill Duke doesn't rely on the overacting of Bennett. Yeah, that's 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 one of my favourite scenes, and it's a really good scene. I think I think Bill Duke should probably have been cast as Bennett. I think, I think so. Work better. I think that would have been proved an already like classic yeah. action movie.
0: Because if the whole thing is like that, that this is subtext that you know, Bennett wanted to be Matrix because Matrix was the main man sort of thing. I could believe that there would be a power struggle between Cook and Matrix, but I wouldn't believe this weaselly guy would have anything on John Matrix, you know, when I watched him when I was like 10 or 11, you know, like, you're like, oh, scary man. But now you're like, you're a bit of a weasel, aren't you, Bennett? And, that, and that's probably what they were going for. They wanted someone so unlikable that you you just side with Arnie.
1: yeah, And
0: that weird... Sh- that string vest he has for some
1: weird reason so i I thought somewhere i did read somewhere that he wasn't originally cast oh and wings hauser was cast of uh firebase gloria that'd have been mad equally (laughs) equally weird in the role i would imagine the only thing i ever loved (laughs) but yeah he was hired apparently and then fired on the first day and that is apparently why some of his clothes are a little bit ill-fitting
0: Oh, okay, so they just they literally just put well, stick this on,
1: yeah.
0: And oh, did, you, okay. did you for years think he was actually wearing chainmail? No, I always thought he was wearing like a vest. I did. I thought, is he wearing chainmail? Because it, because in like some scenes, I've gone, oh, it's knitted, unless it was like meant to be chainmail in like the fight scene, but then when he's running around, they made like a, a cotton variant for him to know it's definitely like a cotton, yeah. It's just like weird. Best thing he's running around in the whole movie. My only thing with that is that in Mad Max Two, he's wearing a like a, a a mesh vest. The character he plays in that, so maybe it's a homage to that. It's just too much, isn't it? Even like Matrix, like is at the end, he looks more believable in like nothing but a, a combat vest and combat trousers. It's just a bit of fudge. So, what's your favorite scene? Oh, it's got to be that mall fight, isn't it? It's just so over the top. You know, so you, good though. It's amazing. It's such a great set piece, um, and it's Always not what cops you're... piling him. It's oh, like so good, off
1: like they're nothing.
0: Yeah, like, you like like nine of them. You get that thing where you know where everyone crowds the the the, the main guy, and then they like you know they they, they stand up and they're like push them all off, and it's like nine guys just falling over.
1: The and then dynamic you've got... of that scene's really good, though. Really good. It? So you know he's pressed for time. He needs to get out of there. He needs mm. to follow Sully. The police are slowing him down. There's yeah, the guy that was selling passports, just shooting police in the middle. Yeah, of the he hall just
0: randomly he fires on a copper. Yeah. It's just so over the top. I wrote down in my notes um mall has it's probably its own private police department. There's a lot of security There's cops so many there. out of like nowhere, 30 more cops come out of nowhere They're all armed. They've all got like they've all got a Smith and Wesson like 38 on them. But how crime ridden is this mall? Punches being thrown, people being shot um arnie picks up the
1: phone booth and throws it that is like the perfect illustration of of mid-80s arnold schwarzenegger isn't it macho Mm. massively macho big action hero vibes
0: he did all of his own stunts as well apparently Uh, they couldn't yeah couldn't get anyone to um fill in for him (laughs) couldn't get anyone big enough (laughs) probably not no he grabs onto those like ribbon things and like tarzans his way down things like he grabs it down and rips it and tarzan's
1: over onto the lift oh it's fantastic it's just such a great set piece i love it the only thing about that scene is why doesn't sully like shoot him in the face <laughs> yeah. face yeah. to face on the on the phone booth glass as he's approaching he misses, he misses. Yeah. why isn't he fire again it's just such an awe of, of arnie's might jesus i'm being pulled out of, <laughs> out of a phone booth
0: maybe he's trying to like show the guy on the phone who is like trying to prove to like Matrix is there? Look, he's trying, he's actually lifting me up right now. Can you hear that? Can you hear his muscles straining? But yeah, in real world, sunny to shine.
1: Great scene though. Just it's over fun. the top, 80s. It's fantastic. I think that brings us to the to the climactic gun battle. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's, that has to be discussed. Oh, it's another level. It is. You know, it starts off stealth. He's running around planting claymores. Um, Gets a couple of, like, knife kills. Yeah. It's quite visceral. Like, he slits a guy's throat. There's that Soviet ballistic knife. He throws two knives as well. He does, yeah. He double, like, double hands, double throws. It's so good.
0: You yeah, know, that, that ballistic knife seems fucking great.
1: Doesn't he take and a guy out in a sentry box as well? Yeah, he does. That's when he goes loud. A guy comes out of one of the barrack buildings, and he turns and he, he, he lights him up with that valmet the light machine gun. Then we get the, the climactic um, M202 flash scene and that dodge gets lit up. Uh, if Cindy hadn't wasted one of the rounds earlier, two of the rounds, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he could have got a couple more dodges, but... Uh, <laughs> Luckily he only had one. <laughs> uh, takes out the gate and then basically fights his way through the mansion,
0: doesn't he? And There are guys coming out of every sort of orifice, every door, every window.
1: And he's just knocking per- it's them. It's perfectly choreographed because... Even even when they're popping up out of everywhere, there's never a shot. It's perfectly choreographed and edited because there's never a shot where he looks like he's firing at the floor. What Arnie's doing mirrors what everyone else is doing perfectly. Yep. And you don't always get that. He, he's like gauging targets and things, which I never really noticed
0: before. Yeah. Um, and none of it's really unbelievable either. No, I mean, I think you suspend your disbelief when he gets the M60 a bit. But, yeah, well, obviously, that, yeah. obviously, but that initial sequence where he's got his Valmay... And he's got his shotgun and his Uzi. It's not beyond
1: the realms of Yeah, the possibility. with the 700-round the magazine. 40-foot <laughs> mag, yeah. <laughs> so just, like, tripping dudes up with his 700-foot-round magazine. He, he transitions from, from the Valmate to, like, um, to his uh, shotgun at one point, and yep. then to an Uzi, yep. and then to the Desert Eagle. Um, and... M16, like a pistol yeah, at one point. Exactly, and he, he runs out of ammo, finally. He's not reloading because he's just transitioning through all of the guns he's carrying, and he ends up in like the tool shed, doesn't he? And yeah, <laughs> surround him and like up the tool shed. How he survived that, God only knows. Fuck knows. He when he's clinging in. onto the roof, and that guy like opens the door and he comes in and gets him with them um, yeah
0: So violent, and then he and then he's got like the two rotary blades for the saw, yeah. um, and he throws them as
1: like ninja stars. One guy gets like a third of his skull cut off. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, you're like Jesus, fucking hell, he shot. He decapitates a guy, he chops a guy's arm off, chops yeah. his arm off. Like, <laughs> fuck. I, mean, I remember watching that as a kid, thinking, oh, "I'm so glad my parents let me stay up on Friday night <laughs> to watch this."
0: Apparently, in the original cut, he then takes that arm and he beats
1: a guy to death with it and says, "Like need a hand." Oh my God, that would have <laughs> been awful. That would but... that really would have suspended my, you know. <laughs> But test, in the scene.
0: obviously test audiences hated it so they cut it and it's not a version that version doesn't
1: thank god for test audiences because that, yeah. that would have ruined that i think in <laughs> fact the fact they included the guy getting his arm cut off was enough then he picks up that m60 e3 and just one hands it through the whole compound Amazing. kills everybody so somehow ends up on a roof yeah with
0: the, ma- the magically extendo m60 belt Every time he gets to about three rounds, that it cuts, and he's back to like half a belt. So I just love that. I just love what it. What
1: they've done is they've cut. They've cut the bits where he's fumbling with the belt to load a new belt. Yes. No one needs to see that. It's boring. No, no. You know, got, what's the runtime on this movie? Like an hour and ten minutes. I always say in that scene, if he had a box mag on it, it'd have been fine. And then we get some nice sort of interior close quarter stuff. He's
0: oh yeah yeah with through, the um, with the shotgun. And, and yeah. Arius
1: is armed with um, with a, with a steyr yeah. Which is like one of the earliest on-screen appearances of a styrog, like... So you know, good. What, six years before Die Hard. Super early. Um There's kind of like a, a Scarface vibe with that scene where he gets like blasted through a window and... over. Yeah, the... folks Scarface vibes, yeah. Yeah. Um within, uh, I think Matrix has got like an 870 Remington and he just like puts like three rounds into him and just... And you can see where they cut because he couldn't quite flip himself over the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the balcony. Get the stunt double in for that. Yeah, and then and then we're down to the the confrontation <laughs> with Matrix, which to be honest, that's normally where I sort of like zone out and go get a drink. Really? It's a bit Batman esque, it? A bit of Batman sixties. Yeah, it's kind of like camp.
0: It's Zoinch, donk, you know, you expect him to see like piff pow bang, you know, like yeah. that sort of thing. It's just how it's how he rolls him up. He's like, you don't need, you don't need the gun. You don't need the, you could, you don't need the girl. You need me. And he's, you know, and he just gets like all mad and like, Mm -hmm. has that sort of his eyes like glaze over the um, Bennett. And he's like, I don't need the girl. I don't need the girl. I'll get you. I'll get, I'll kill you. You know, just like lunges at him. And it's just like, fuck, fuck, chill, mate. Imagine that scene with Bill Duke. Because he could have just gone, yeah, actually, I don't need the girl. Pull out a big fuck off knife. You'd have been like, ooh, you know, maybe... You know, maybe you met your match, Arnie, but like, because it's Vernon Wells' Vernon Wells' Australian accent is getting higher in pitch every time he yeah, screams. He's
1: overacting a little bit too much, um, yeah, and he goes a little bit crazed, and um, the the squinting with the knife is is, is yeah copper,
0: unhinged, and he's it's sort good. of like you know, you're I getting like old, John you're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel to be old, man? it's like, we are fucking clearly older than Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: in this fucking movie. So like, (laughs) don't throw rocks, mate. It's like script fail there. I think it's a little bit. It doesn't really work. That fight never really sort of grips me too much. I I love it. Set piece of the the climactic gun battle a bit more. Um, But, you know, it's the payoff to the movie and it, it does work. Wells might be overacting a bit, but he, you know, he, he does the job. I guess that brings us to final thoughts.
0: My final thoughts are quite simple. This week, perfectly paced film, proper proper timeless classic. I mean, it's never aged badly at all. There's no jokes that have aged badly. There's no, no. the subplots don't run long, run too long. Popcorn, beer, fantastic. One yeah. more, do you want? It's a great film and a great addition to the, the Foff back catalogue.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would have predicted us covering this when we started. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, but well, you no, know, it's it's conflict on film, fighting on film. Um, and by God, does he fight! Movie. Arnold's having fun, you know. Yeah. He's having fun. The film doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, but as I said, the only way you could improve this movie is by having someone like Bill Duke as the mm. main villain. I think that would have, I think that would have elevated Commando like even higher. Even like Dolph Dolph Lundgren would have been good. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren would have been good, but just someone with a bit more imposing, um, mm. someone with a bit more depth, perhaps. Um, I think perhaps they were trying to
0: get someone in who was popular. Around that time, from, for being in a sort of other action film. So, yeah. Mad Max 2 was quite big. So, get the villain out of that to be the villain in this, it sort of makes sense. But then maybe at the time he was menacing, but not now. It's sort of the villains have changed, I think.
1: A bit more cerebral. It's an enjoyable movie. It's like, I think it is probably one of my favorite action movies of the 80s. And it's a great mech movie. There's so much Ali kit in it. I can't think of another film that has um, an M202 Flash or a, or a Balmet. No, I can't think of any. Really. I and mean, it's yeah, a shame we the didn't get sequels of what they were achieved with SAS Red Notice. Fuck me, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's a sh- Rambo got all the
1: sequels, and unfortunately, Commando didn't. It's a bit of a shame. And maybe maybe Commando is better for it. I mean, possibly. At the end, he does say, "You know, he's never coming back, doesn't he?" Yeah, but but Kirby sort of goes until next time.
0: Okay, where's my where's my Commando sequel?
1: Come you know, on, though, to got, escape got, from you got, Valverde. You got the power station banging out. We fight for love, and that's all <laughs> you get. That sort of like caps off a really well-paced, not overly long, yeah, fun movie, doesn't it? You know, mm. yeah. if I, if I
0: could go to this, if they replayed this for like the 40th anniversary, 50th anniversary, I'd go and see it in the cinema without doubt. And I think on that note, I mean, if me and Matt are both agreeing that we'd go and see it, we'd pay money to see it in the cinema. <laughs> I mean, God knows they need the money right now, but um. I think that is that is the best um, review we can give it.
1: So thanks so much for listening. Um, don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at Fighting on Film. Let us know what you think of Commando. We always love hearing from you guys. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts uh, or anywhere else that allows reviews, please do leave a review. Helps other people find out about the podcast. So once again, thanks for listening. Bye.